Ayo, microphone check, I'm in the room, y'all not I got a couple motherfuckers sliding in your spot And they gon' pull up with the rock And they gon' hit your top And ain't nobody gonna know how you just got popped I leave you hanging from the ceiling I don't fuck how you feeling I got a couple motherfuckers trying to act like some villains And they gon' hit you with the top And you gon' scream till you're dead in the back of the truck With a couple shots up in the head I don't give no fuss Hit your baby mama, grandmama Hit your cousin, hit your sister, hit your brother Hit your father, I don't never give a fuck Pull up on you with the slaughter I'm a murderer, I kill your herder But you better kill your motherfucker So hard that the niggas in the future Finna say they never heard of you Birdmaster, the curbaster I've heard bastards with the same blaster That came after the first (laughs) Why did you go through So many Defend your point. I feel like what makes Cap a good character is like his selflessness and his willingness to fight for others. And I feel like he's just always been like that. Like from the start to the end. And I feel like him being selfish for once at the end of Endgame. Spoilers. I mean, if you haven't seen it, sorry. But everyone on planet Earth has seen this. I'm movie. just well not China. Oh. <laughs> Anyways. So um I just feel like the like one time like he chose to be selfish, you know, it kinda wrapped up his story quite beautifully. I agree. I don't necessarily feel like Tony is better than Cap, but also I don't really feel like Cap is better than Tony. I feel like they both went on their journeys of growth and like learned a different lesson in life. I find Tony's story a little bit more compelling because he literally like <clears throat> he literally started off as just like a selfish rich nigga that like didn't give a fuck about anybody. And then like every experience he goes through changes him a little bit. Like that first experience in the first movie, he's just like, oh shit, my weapons are being used by my enemies. Like that can't happen. Shut it down. We're not making any more weapons. You know what I'm saying? I can't let my weapons fall into the wrong hands. And it's like, then by the time we get to Avengers, another thing that just kind of contributes to his trauma, this nigga flew into space and shit. So he starts overacting. He starts, not, not Robert Downey, but like the character of Tony starts to overreach and he starts to try to do too many things and tries to protect everybody and the way that he sees fit. But it's just like, you can't always just do shit the way you think it need to be done. Like that's not how it works sometimes. And then, you know what I'm saying? By the time we get to the end, Tony has completely flipped just like Steve. He's completely flipped from being the guy that wouldn't make the sacrifice play to actually being that guy. 
But I think what helps me attach myself to Tony even more, though, is just that, like, he always feels guilty for something. Like, he's he's always feeling like he fucked something up and now he has to try to fix it. You know, like, that scene when Tony, uh, you know, Spider-Man is, has gotten snapped away and he's holding him. Bro, and no one else holding Peter Parker would have felt that emotional. Not even Steve. Not even Steve. It wouldn't have hit the same. It's the fact that, like, Tony under the surface sees Peter like somewhat of a son and he has to like be not only a father figure but a guardian over him and he's supposed to be keeping him safe and Peter already sees Tony like a father figure so it's like it's just that perfect relationship and connection and it's just that like Tony is a snarky asshole but it's like you know the whole theme of his character the proof that Iron Man has a heart thing it's just like no like for real like this nigga is more than just Iron Man. Like, at his core, he actually does care. And I personally find that to be a little more compelling than Steve's story. Well, I feel the opposite. <laughs> I mean, don't get me wrong. Like, every, I agree with everything you're saying. Mm-hmm. I just personally find Steve's story more compelling to me. Mm-hmm. I feel like his story kind of wrapped up. <sighs> because it's just like Steve being the way he is and like his personality, you know, his morals and all the things that he does because he thinks it's right, think like it's the right thing to do. And then seeing his like growth from being so selfless to be selfish, like making a selfish decision, making a decision that like benefits you and it doesn't really have to do with anybody else. Like you're just thinking about yourself. And it's just like the amount of time he spent just like fighting for everybody else, but himself is just like, I feel like, in a way, like, I guess that's what he was fighting for, I guess. It's like, well, why do you go to the military? Why did he go to the military to protect others? And now that he has, he's just like, okay, like, I need to think about myself for a change. Like, I've done all of this good. I mean, bad things are always going to happen, but I can't be the one to stop it. Like, I know I'm Captain America, but... There's other people here now to save the world. I was supposed to die years ago, but I still, I stayed. So I feel like him making that selfish decision to go back is what makes Cap's story more compelling to me. It's okay to be wrong sometimes. (laughs) Oh, wow. Okay. I'm not going to have this conversation with you, okay? What's up, y'all? Welcome to the Keep It 3000 podcast. We are back for another episode. I am Andrew. I'm here with Nessa. And uh, on this podcast, if you've never been here before, we kind of talk about everything. We have the, um, let me look at my notes. I got to look at my notes. Your notes. My notes. I got to look at my notes. Your notes. 
your nuts? No, not my nuts. <laughs> I think those are all right. Wait. <laughs> we got the uh, intro, and then we got the off-the-top segment where we basically talk about whatever was on our minds over this past week. It could be like a current event or just a question, or it could be about a movie, a song, anything. Like, off-the-top is just when me and Vanessa just talk about something random. Uh, not what we was just talking about though. That's not, that wasn't the, that wasn't the off the top. Uh, what's popping? We kind of talk about current events there, but sometimes we just talk about some random shit like we about to talk about tonight. Uh, drop the needle segment of the podcast when we talk about music this is where we do album reviews or maybe talk about a project that's coming out or a song or an artist moving in any kind of direction. So, we take a break after that, and then we get into the main segment of the podcast, the Keep It 3000 podcast, where we cover all kind of movie stuff, movie news, movie reviews, castings, announcements, trailers, all that kind of shit you dig. So we're going to get into it. How you feeling, Nessa? I feel great. Great. Aromatically <laughs> <laughs> delicious. <laughs> That's Lucky Charms. I know. <laughs> oh, Lord. Have mercy. I was referencing Corey. Shut up. <laughs> oh, oh. You can't just reference Corey. Somebody might not know who the fuck Corey is. Well, if you do, then that's a good thing. If you don't, then you don't. But they're not going to understand it. Not everybody's going to understand every reference that we make. Man. That's the point of the cop. Point of the cop. Point of the cop podcast. The cop. <laughs> of the, the podcast. Cast is to be diverse. <laughs> to be diverse. Yeah. Okay. Which brings me into my off the top. What is I'm your, it. What is your off the top? Okay. So <clears throat> basically at work. <laughs> They're having this thing, like, they put a, a sign, and it was, like, on this date, like, this bathroom would be a unisex bathroom. So. That's good. I know we had this conversation before about, like, unisex bathrooms. And, like, but that was for, like, the one. Okay. They're trying to change the one that's, like, big as fuck. Like movie theater bathrooms, like there's literally two entrances and there's ten stalls in those bathrooms, and they want to make even six. So, I wanted to see how you felt about it before I say something. Um, I feel like you're gonna tackle it from a different direction, but um, I mean, mostly from my perspective, I support it. I mean, you know. I had never really understood why we had to separate the bathrooms. I mean, I never really understood that because it's just like, <laughs> we're all doing the same thing. We all got the same shit. Like when I was a kid, I remember I used to think that like there was something like some crazy shit in the woman's bathroom that wasn't in the male's. It's literally a male bathroom just without a urinal. Like we got the same shit. So I don't understand. But the one thing I do understand is um, a lot of women get assaulted in the bathroom. And the thing about it is that no company or anywhere, or I, I think anywhere, like even in your house, like you're not, well, maybe not in your house, but it's illegal to have a camera in the bathroom. Because I used to, and I used to wonder, I used to wonder like, why don't they ever put a camera in the bathroom? And I had to look, get, yeah, I'm sorry, I was a kid. And then I looked it up. 
and saw that it was like illegal. Like you can't put cameras in bathrooms. So it's just like, I understand making them unisex means that, you know, the chances of a woman getting assaulted by, God forbid, a man or a group of dudes will be higher because there's no camera. And it's a unisex bathroom, so nobody can say, you know, why were you in the woman's bathroom anyway? Like, that that argument gets taken out. And now they can just be like, I was just in there using the bathroom. And, you know, all anybody can prove is that they the dudes walked out and then the girl walked out with a black eye. They can just be like, she did that to us. So who going to tell me it didn't happen? And ain't no camera. But anyway, I go on that long tangent just to say, uh, I think I support unisex bathrooms, but I think you're going to tackle it from a different angle. I mean, it's just me personally. I mean, I feel like a lot of females in general feel the same way. It's like, I don't know, men are weird. <laughs> men are some weirdos. So it's like, I feel like it just might be kind of weird, like, literally sharing a stall with them. And it's like you said, like, the chances of something happening goes up. And it's like, I, I don't know. I feel like the bathroom is a safe space for the most part. I feel like I can't really disagree with you because I'm not a woman. And I know that, like, as a woman, you, like, you walking into a bathroom is a little bit different of a story than me walking into a bathroom. I can understand that. No, that was it. I just wanted to talk about it because I remember that one time we had a conversation about it. And I was like, you know, the single ones, like, I feel like like that could be unisex, you know? Because it's like, it's literally a singular bathroom. Only one person can go in there anyway. So it's like, okay, having that be unisex and not having, like, specific ones catered to male or female, that's fine. But it's like, when it's a, a bigger one, I'm just like, all right. Mm. I guess I feel you. Uh, my off the top is a question that I have. Um, can black people be racist? I have for a couple years now, I've heard this rhetoric thrown around that for some reason, black people can't be racist because black people, or rather, can black people be racist towards white people? And basically, they can't because because they can't, like, they don't have any power over white people. And they can't, um, what's the word? I wish I wasn't high. Because this, see, this is one of those times where I wish I wasn't high. I'm going to look it up. You go ahead and answer with your uh, answer. Well, I was just going to say, at least how I was taught and how I have an understanding of racism, it's literally just like like discrimination, prejudice, oppression, and like essentially races come from, or racism. Systemic. Oh, systemic racism. Mm -hmm. But, um... You should have said what was like the subgenre. I would have got it. I was so gone. Like <laughs> I, I was just done inside here. Um. So anyway, basically, like racist or racism comes from like like white white supremacy, 
like that ideal and like I feel like as a whole like the question of like if black people could be racist it's more just like do they have that white supremacy idea see no I disagree because it's like okay what do we call ruckus bruh they call him a coon yeah because he supports white supremacist ideas yeah and he thinks he's white yeah because that's what a coon is that's what I'm saying so it's like if they're racist, then they're a coon and they support right supremacist ideas. No, 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 no. No. I <laughs> <laughs> like I disagree. I feel like racism has racism in and of itself has nothing to do with sis, the with the systematic side. I don't think it has anything to do with being able to oppress anybody. I don't think it has to do with anything, anybody having power over anybody. I personally think that racism just means you think that your race is superior to theirs. Slash, you think you're better than someone else because of your different races. That's it. That's what, that's to me all that racism is. There is something called systemic racism where I would kind of get it if people were talking about systemic racism, because then there, yeah, there is a difference and black people can't really be systematically racist towards white people. I mean, you could, if you broke it down to like the most specific example, like a literally a black manager that'll like turn away the white sounding names, like basically doing the shit that uh, white people do with us. So it's just like, okay, that would be a way. But other than that, it's just kind of like black people can't be systematically racist, but just racist in general, anybody can be racist towards anybody. So like, okay, taking it on the side tangent here. Do you think like, okay, do you think that you could be sexist to your own race? I mean, to your own my own gender? gender? Yeah. Yes. So you think, like, if I was a trans person, I could be transphobic? As a trans person? Yes. I think you could be. That'd be very odd, but I think you could be. You could be. I don't know what that looks like. So that one's more of a nervous yes, but the other two, Absolutely. You can absolutely, I could absolutely be sexist towards men and just be on some like, men are garbage, I hate men, females are better than men. Like that, yeah, I'm being sexist towards my own gender. But, you know, that's something that would fall under self-hate as well. Anybody can be racist towards anybody. Anybody has the capability. It doesn't always include the system and oppression. But it does. Not always. Yes. Because with all of these things, sexism, transphobia, racism, discrimination, they all had to do with oppression. And they all had different, you know, things going on. But like, 
for the most part, it was white people oppressing them. Okay. So that's what I'm saying. But the oppression is not what makes them racist. What makes no? What makes the racist is them thinking that they are superior to us. But it's like racism itself is like. Not only isn't it an idea, it's literally just like, okay, yeah, we have to eradicate you because you're not one of us. Not necessarily. That's not. That's really, what that doesn't Hitler have to did. Be. Yes, but that doesn't. That's not directly tied to racism why not no i mean it, it's a racist act but the act is not what makes them racist the the only thing it begins and ends with the fact that they think that they're better than you because of their race that's it that's you get the racist label already and then you can dive into all the sub genres after that but it's like you are racist do you rap on a song? Okay, you are a rapper. Then we can get into the, are you a trap rapper? Are you a rap singer? Are you a, a mumble rapper? A lyrical rapper? But you are a rapper. Whether you fall into all of these categories or not. So would we fall into a systematic racist? No, because we don't have any systematic power over any white person. Will we fall into the category of any other kind of racism? Maybe not, depending on how, what circumstances. But if we ourselves support an idea that we are superior to white people because of us being black, that's racist. What would it? What else would it be? Because then? I just feel like okay, like I feel like racism. Is connected to oppression. Mm-mm. Yes. No. It's discrimination, prejudice, oppression. Prejudice, discrimination, or antagonism is uh, antagonism directed against a person or people on the basis of their membership in a particular racial or ethnic group, typically one that is a minority or marginalized. So, do you not think that people are oppressed? When they experience racism? Not always. Not always. Oppression, prolonged, cruel, or unjust treatment or control. You can experience racism and not be oppressed. You can experience racism without being discriminated and just be prejudiced or oppressed. That's what I'm saying. It's and, and, and. Or, or, or. Fam, only thing that I am trying to say, only thing that I'm trying to say is that you being the one that has been oppressed and discriminated against and all that stuff for this long is not what makes a white person racist. What makes them racist is they think they're better than you because of their race. So it's like, if me and you are just on some shit like we're better than them because we're black, it doesn't just not become racist anymore just because we don't have any power over them. 
Because then why do we all say that's racist when we talk shit about Middle Eastern people? Or when we talk shit about Asian people? Or when we talk shit about Puerto Rican people? We can't because oppress them. Because white people are the ones that did all that shit to them. But if we're the ones being racist towards them. Who is we? I'm just, no, I'm just making like an example. That's America. I, yes. But, uh, they just label all Middle Eastern people bombers. They just think if they got a book bag, they bought to set a bomb. We agree and to disagree on this one, man. <laughs> we agree and to disagree on this one. Y'all let us know in the comments whether who you agree with. I think y'all should agree with me because I'm the right one, you know? Whatever, nigga. <laughs> I'm not about to argue with you again. All right, moving on to what's popping. Um, before we get to the one you brought up, I don't know if you heard about this. Ezra apologized. Oh. Wait, why? <laughs> why you react like that? <laughs> why you reacted like that? He apologized. He apologized. He said after his what thirty seventh offense. He said, "I'm sorry." <laughs> I'm just playing. I'm looking it up. <laughs> I'm looking it up. God, please. Me. You don't want his apology? I mean, their apology. Damn. You don't want their apology? Uh, the Hollywood Reporter says, in a statement, the Flash Star says, I want to apologize to everyone that I have alarmed and upset with my past behavior. After troubling behavior that has led to charges of harassment and felony burglary, as well as allegations of assault and abuse, Ezra Miller says they are seeking treatment for complex mental health issues. So, yeah. He's, uh, he's going to take the advice that everybody has been giving him, and he's going to he apologize. He's going to explore his mental issues. That's very good for him. Them. Them. I agree. You know, I can't... I feel like one thing we need to work on as, like, the general audience is that I feel like we need to stop, you know, when a celebrity apologizes for whatever they've done, we need to stop being like, oh, they only doing that just so they can get their money. They don't want to lose their fans. That's the only reason they do it. I feel like that makes it pretty much impossible because if they don't apologize we're gonna talk shit so it's like why make it impossible for them now we don't see the the work afterwards to be a better person then yeah but for now i don't want to discourage people from apologizing i know there are people that say i don't care about no apology it's useless i just want you to be better I get that side, but I still feel like an apology goes to, goes a long way because it's like, kind of like a first step to look whoever you hurt in the eye and say, listen, I'm sorry. That tells me, okay, you're ready to at least try to change. So I pray for Ezra. I think Ezra's a great actor, so I'd love to see them in the future. I'd love for them not to get themselves not even canceled. Who gives a fuck about being canceled? I don't want them to get fucking killed or hurt themselves because they're going down a downward spiral. 
So pray they'll be okay. Um, I mean, I feel what you're saying. I just, <laughs> I mean, I really don't love a nigga like that. So it's like, regardless of if he's telling the truth or not, it's like, we just gotta wait and see. I mean, I don't know. If he means it, he means it. That's good for you. Live a better life. Cool. Do whatever you, you know, want to do. If it's still acting, maybe you want to do something else. Good for you. But it's like, I, I don't know. It's like, I wasn't really, I'm not really like that big a fan of them anyway. It's like, so like, I want to see good things happen because it's like so many bad things happen, but it's like, before all of this happened, I wasn't really like a super mega fan. <laughs> mm. Like I wanted to see the movie, but like, I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know. And then I literally only seen like Fantastic Beasts once. So it's like, I really wasn't seeing him much, seeing him in much anyway. Mm. Well, let's hope they get better. Moving on, uh, you had a, uh, you had a, um, what is it? What segment are we on? <laughs> We had off the top, and then we had what's popping? What's popping? Uh, you had a what's popping topic. Corey Kenshin finally came back from his hiatus. Got my name is Corey Kenshin. Please, no. Um, I don't know his the video that dropped. Um, was like, what, like twenty minutes, thirty minutes, like something between that. Yeah, it was Basically, like twenty minutes. Basically, it wasn't like his usual welcome back videos or I'm back videos, but it was just basically talking about like, um, like basically just addressing like the community in general and kind of pointing out like the flaws, I guess, or like the toxic culture that's kind of been forming. Um, it's mostly just people like just being trolls or just like just doing random shit for no reason. Like they're being literal trolls. And I'm just like, y'all looking way too much into it. Like, like he said in the video, he's just a nigga that play games online. <laughs> so it's like, <sighs> I love Corey. I've been watching him since like 2020 during quarantine. So it's like, I haven't been since day one, but like, I've been watching it for a minute. So it's like, the fact that y'all really getting upset over this nigga is really just crazy to me. And I feel like his example isn't even that uncommon because there's a lot of t like toxic fans out there or fan bases out there that kind of just do the most for their artists that they like. So for people that, for anybody that doesn't know, Corey Kenshin is a YouTuber and uh, he's a very popular YouTuber. One of the most popular, actually. 
Yeah, Corey Kenshin, you know, he came back not just to, you know, not just to come back for no reason, but he came back to speak on some of these really toxic fans. And um, toxic fandom is never a good thing. And it seems to be everywhere. Now, there are a couple of like, because Vanessa don't really be on the internet like that, so she don't interact with fans like I've interacted with fans, like... I've talked to fans across all kinds of genres and there have been very few where I've had just purely good interactions. Uh, the Kendrick fan base is pretty chill. You know, the Kendrick Lamar fan base, they're, they're pretty chill. The Transformers fan base, they're really chill. Like from like every time I've seen a video of somebody that's a fan or like interacted with one of the fans, it's like they are chilling. Like, they know that shit is stupid and they don't give a fuck. Like, they just like they shit. Mm. But it's just like, huh, some of the worst fan bases. J. Cole's fan base, bro. It's a personal album. <laughs> and we're a part of this fan base, but my God, they go overboard, dude. Like, they be acting like that nigga's a second coming. It's like, sometimes you be embarrassed to be like, I'm a part of the fan base. Bro. They do way too much. Uh, fucking who else? Who else is real bad? Nicki Minaj fans are horrible. Uh, they are horrible. No, because I mean, it's more just like they just so like they act just like Nicki for some reason, mm -hmm. and it's so funny because. <laughs> Y'all really are Barbies, and I love it. But it's like the way y'all be defending her is so funny to me because I'm like, y'all don't even the show, don't even know y'all. <laughs> <laughs> they be yelling, they cut no, you off, they, they don't let you, they don't let you say anything, cussing you out, like doing all that, like all of that for what, bro? She's not even like here to defend. Like, what are you talking about? Nikki's fan base is horrible. Uh, the Star Wars fan base, they're terrible. Um, the Marvel fan base isn't too bad. You know, you, you experience it every now and again, but the Marvel fan base isn't too bad. I'd expect it to be a lot worse. Like that nigga um, in Universal on the Turn Comics ride. He just came with Came up to you. Oh, no. Nah, uh, you know, one of the Universal Studios employees, I guess he saw my Doctor Strange shirt and he came over to talk to me. He didn't like the he didn't like the movie. Right. He didn't like Doctor Strange. Um, he didn't like something else. Uh, Eternals, I think it was. That he didn't like. I don't remember. I don't remember either. But yeah, we we had a chill conversation. Like he was, you know, he was super chill. I was super chill. You know what I'm saying? It's just that some fan bases, though, they go way overboard. So like Corey's fan base, they just think he's some kind of messiah or they get super pissed off when he doesn't upload. It's just kind of like, okay. At some point, you need to like turn off YouTube and get back to your life. Like, like and that's not about Corey. That's about the fans. Like, golly, at the end of the day, it's just a dude that plays video games on the fucking internet, man. It's not that serious. Right. 
And it's like I was telling you the night that you actually brought this up. It's like, it really worries me that there are so many young people that like put their life basically in the palms of their hands of niggas they don't know. You saved my life. I listened to your album and I didn't jump off that bridge. Wait. Uh. (laughs) (laughs) Rewind. You said the bridge and you're just chilling, like still listening to the album. You're not going to, you know, therapy or something, you know, to talk about this trauma. Like, bro, nope. The conversation should not end there. Like, it shouldn't just stop with, oh my God, I love Exitacion. He saved my fucking life. I was going to kill my fucking self before I heard his album. And I'm just going to look at you like, are you not in therapy yet, though? Like, have you not gone to therapy? Like, that's not okay. Literally. Like, I'm glad you're here. I'm glad you're still breathing. I'm happy. But that's not okay. Like, you need some help. So, yeah. Toxic fan bases. I think a pretty clear line can be drawn to uh, mental health. Not saying that all toxic fans are mentally ill, but just, you know, just mental health in general, they're probably not the most mentally healthy. Mm. If they're that obsessed with somebody they don't know. Pray for the kids. Pray for the youngins. They're very stupid these days. (laughs) All right, we're going to move on to the next segment of the podcast. We're moving on to the... Drop the needle segment where we talk about music. I only got two topics. Um, my first one, I have to go it alone because somebody didn't want to listen to the album. <laughs> uh, Megan Thee Stallion, Traumazine. I listened to this album. I know it came out a little over a week ago. Or this this would be the second week, I think. But anyways, um, album was lit. I thought the album was great. Um, I haven't been playing it a lot but I feel like there's just been a lot of music. So I'm just trying to, you know, get myself caught up. And, you know, I'll, I think I'll come back to it more eventually. But, yeah, I thought the album was lit. Vanessa seems to not really like Megan like that. I mean, she's... She's kind of just like the baby for me. Like, if he's on, like, if he's chilling or, like... Y'all played him at a party or something. Like, okay, cool. But, like, me listening, like, going out of my way to listen to them on a regular basis, or at least, like, every now and again, it's just, like, I don't really care either way. Mm. I love, uh, I love Megan. I'm growing to love Megan. Like, I don't know. I love her style. I love her confidence on the mic. I love her uh, bars. I love how, I don't know. I just like, I just fuck with Megan. But I feel you. But the main album that we're going to talk about is actually one that I've been waiting for. You know, and I know Vanessa's been waiting for it too. So this year, she introduced me to Demi Lovato. Now, I know, who, I already knew who Demi Lovato was. But I just didn't, I never really listened to her music like that. Like, I probably heard like two or three songs already, but I didn't listen to her like that. And Vanessa is a super big fan of uh, Demi. So uh, she introduced her to me, and um, I fell in love with the albums, dog. 
I fell in love with them, you know. Don't Forget was really good. Here We Go Again was pretty good. Unbroken wasn't too great. But then Demi was fire. Uh, Confident was okay. Uh, Tell Me You Love Me was great. So, yeah, I really I really like Demi Lovato. Uh, it's just, okay, sorry, sorry. Go ahead, go ahead. I'm rambling. I feel like it's so funny how, like, we are literally, we have the same conversation about it every time. And I'm just like, like, you're talking about, like, Ariana Grande or, like, like, Jesse J or Taylor Swift. I'm like, how do you listen to all these people? You haven't, like... You don't listen to Demi, and you were just like, I mean, I just wasn't really feeling it, <laughs> and it was just like literally, you would say the same thing every time. I'm like, bro, I just think it's so weird how <laughs> you listen to all them and you don't listen to Demi. You're just like, fine. <laughs> Why do you always make me sound so dramatic? <laughs> because you are dramatic. So I wasn't really so- feeling it. <laughs> <laughs> then I played you like you know a song from each album and you're just like alright that was cool whatever knowing you liked them I said I liked them <laughs> god damn it it's just funny I don't know yeah nah so I was looking forward to this album I didn't listen to any singles from it um, sometimes I just like to not hear the singles if I can avoid it so I heard a couple of snippets off the album, but that's about it. So Demi Lovato dropped her new album, Holy Fuck, last weekend. And I think this album is fantastic. I think it's easily one of my favorites from her. She dips back into her Don't Forget bag. She dips back into her debut album bag, but she makes it more hardcore this time. Like she takes it, she matures the lyrics, of course, but she also adds more layers to the production and makes the production darker and makes the overall vibe a lot darker, a lot more aggressive. And I think that was a, I think that was a pleasant surprise. Mm. Definitely a surprise. Definitely took me off guard. And there are quite a few songs here that I feel like I still need to listen to again to see how I really feel about them. Some of them don't all the way work for me, but for the most part, I thought this album was super catchy. I thought the production was crazy good. I thought Demi's singing was crazy good, and I thought her lyrics were about as deep as they get throughout her discography in a good way. So I really fuck with this album. One of my favorites of the year. Um, I heard like the snippets on her page and I was just like I'm gonna have to listen to it so I listened to um Scaling My Teeth and Substance and I was like okay okay I see you I see you so whenever she you know said when it was gonna be out I was like okay cool bet because I didn't listen to um I didn't listen to the last album Dancing with the Devil. Yeah. Um, but I watched the, like, the... Documentary? Docu- yeah, like, the documentary series. Um, or it was a movie. But documentary, and it was just, like, you know, going into 
kind of what the song is about. And I was like, damn, that's funny. Mm. But it's crazy. But I don't know. I just really, I don't know. But I really like that song. So I was excited to see like where she was going with her sound after that. Because, you know, like her poster literally just kind of like what she looked like <laughs> at 17, you know. So it's like, I was excited. So hearing it, I was just like, okay, this is cool. Like, I like it. It's kind of going back to the roots. But like you said, it's like, like defined. Mm. You mean refined? I mean, yeah, I guess. But I meant just like, you know, enhanced. Yeah. Yeah, no, I think the album's great. I mean, it's fantastic. And, I, and I'm happy that she's making music that she feels like she wants to make. So that's always dope. Uh, favorite tracks, I'm going to go with Skin of My Teeth, Substance, 29, Happy Ending, uh, Wasted, Come Together, Dead Friends, and Forever For Me. Oh, and Help Me. Help Me was hard, too. Um, I liked Skin My Tea Substance. I like Eat Me. Holy Fuck. 29. Um, I liked Wasted. Um, I think I liked Dead Friends. I'm not really sure, but I liked Help Me Too and I'm not sure about the last two. What would you grade it? Um, I gave it a B plus just because I don't really remember all the songs. <laughs> Mm. I feel like I have to listen to it again. I feel you. I feel you. Uh, I think I'm on a light A minus, and very, very, very likely to go up. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's like I feel like if I hear it again, it'll definitely go up. But just for right now, I don't. I don't know. It's just kind of. It's just crazy how it starts. It's like it. It just starts, and you don't have no intro, no like. Okay, this is when the beat starts and then she'll start singing. She just go. Yeah. So, I don't know. It was very, like, disorienting. It's a little too early to rank. But um, I can definitely say for sure that I like it more than Confident and Unbroken. Um, not sure if I like it as much as the self-titled album or Tell Me You Love Me. But, um yeah, I'm definitely going to be giving this a lot more listens. I definitely fuck with it. And shout out to artists make, being able to make the music that they want to make. Mm. So that's fire. All right, y'all. We're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to get to the main segment of the podcast, the Keep It 3000 segment. So don't go nowhere. All right, y'all. Welcome back to the Keep It 3000 podcast. We're going to move on to the next segment. Um, Not much going on in the world of movies, but um, they're doing another Kung Fu Panda. 
For why do you ask? We already got a show, don't they? I don't think anybody actually watched that shit. Well, who the fuck is going to go see this next movie? Everybody just saw the third one. What? <laughs> no. No. We don't need it. We don't need it. Oh, Lord have mercy, Jesus. You really don't want it? We don't need it. We definitely don't need it. This comes from Screen, screen Rant. Everything we know about Kung Fu Panda 4, DreamWorks' profitable Kung Fu Panda franchise hasn't had a new feature film since 2016. But here's everything that's known about Kung Fu Panda 4. We don't need to know everything that's known about it. So, you don't want this? Why would I want this? I didn't even want the third one. I didn't really want to... Well, no. I wanted a third one. I just didn't want it to be, like, not good. <laughs> well, okay. I didn't want the third one. I didn't... Okay. Oh, that's what you meant. Yeah. Okay, my bad. It's like I would I was cool with the first one. Like the first one's really good. The second one's like really, really good. Fire. And then when they announced the third one, I'm just like, okay, cool, another Kung Fu Panda. Went to go see it and I'm like, what was that? <laughs> it wasn't nearly as good. Definitely a beautiful movie. Yeah, but like the story just was not there. Not there at all. I didn't feel it. So. But maybe they can course correct. Turn it around. What the fuck they gonna do? I don't know. Well, but I'm open to it. What they gonna like. Have a disciple or something? Maybe. Oh my. He might train somebody. Please. Listen man. Are you gonna be Master Chiefing? Listen, there's some talented people over there at DreamWorks, and they just gave us the bad guys, which was lit. It wasn't the sequel. I feel you, but... <laughs> already trilogy. Well, even though we didn't personally like Kung Fu Panda 3 very much, it still made a lot of money. And it got a pretty good audience score from the last I saw. So even though we didn't really mess with it like that, it still, you know, was successful. 78 audience, that's not bad at all. 86 critic, that's great. 500 mil at the box office, that's over That's over half a billion. So it makes sense why they want to come back to it. It's the same reason why we're, for some reason, getting a Puss in Boots sequel now. When, like, the original movie came out, what, like, 2012 or something? 2011? Yeah, 2011. It's been 10 plus years. It's been 11 years. Why are we getting a Puss in Boots sequel? They trying to do that incredible shit. <laughs> or they wait, like, 30 years to come back and make a sequel. But the difference is, though, we've gotten two Incredibles movies. A fourth Kung Fu Panda and a sixth Shrek movie, technically. We was just fine with the first one and the second one and the third one. And three barely And I was, just, I, was just, I was like, wait a minute, hold on. Okay, three was kind of pushing it. Right. It still had some funny moments, but it was kind of pushing it. The fourth one did not need to be there. It's bad. 
Shrek Forever After didn't need to be there. It's bad. It didn't need to be there. I didn't want it. I didn't want it. I don't know. And the Puss in Boots movie was aight. Like, I don't know why they're doing this. I mean, I know why they're doing this, but I don't know why they're doing this. It was aight. <laughs> I mean, oh, I don't know what they're going to do. I mean, it might end up good. It might end up bad. Whatever. Yeah. We'll just have to wait and see. So we watched, um, for some reason, Marvel released a uh, short <laughs> or a series of shorts starring uh, our fellow group. I group. And for some reason, we watched all, what was it, like five? Five, or six? five six. We watched all of them shorts. Not going to lie, it was kind of right. Kinda, nigga. It was, was kind of. And by the end of each one, you were just like, "I love that." <laughs> I did enjoy it. I did enjoy the shorts. I thought the shorts were cute. I thought they were funny. You know, I, you know, they're I am group shorts. You know, they're not. They're and when they say short, they really mean short. It's just like what eleven minutes. Is they should they be the the they be doing at Pixar? Like mm-hmm. the shorts they be having. And they be really good. Mm-hmm. So it's like, I like seeing that like format that they trying to do. Mm-hmm. Now, don't get us wrong. They're not Pixar level shorts. And I'm going to be honest. I don't think I'm going to remember these shorts <laughs> in the next couple of months. I don't know why we watched this. but It was cute. It was cute. It was cute. So it was no, all right. It only took us like, what, 20 minutes to finish right. all of them? So wait, that means they were only like five minutes. I mean, it right? could have been like 25 minutes. Weren't they like six minutes? Yeah, about five, six minutes each. So, yeah, they were fine. They were fine. If you're bored, you can watch it. And hey, I enjoyed that little 25 minutes more than I enjoyed Hawkeye. So for all of two hours, for all of more, much more than that. You talking about like just individual episodes? Well, no, because they're only an hour. What do you mean? Like the first two episodes, I was saying they were an hour. So I'm just saying, like that's when we were just like, because they dropped them together and we watched it together. You'd be thinking in a completely different way, like when. When you take when you show me where you went and then you show me how you got there, I'd be just as lost. I'd be like, why'd you go that way? Because I was saying, I thought you meant like you enjoyed those 25 minutes. And more than I enjoyed the entirety of Hawkeye. And I was saying, like, just off of those two hours that we watched. But like you, there was no in between sentences. That's how I got lost. You just kind of jumped to that. <laughs> and I was confused. Because I'm just like, wait a minute. Hawkeye was not two hours long. And the episodes were not two hours long. Where did she go? And how did she get there? Please. <laughs> so, yeah, man. That was an Iron Group show. We just thought it'd be cute to talk about it. Uh, more importantly, She-Hulk premiered. Y'all don't care? All right. That's been our, that's our no, show, people. We'll get, we going to get out of here. Y'all Until next time, my brothers and sisters. Please. Please. <laughs>
please stop. Mm. You gonna get copyrighted? For real? Why do you think I mumbled his name? Mm. Like, like, like what? Why? <laughs> Talk. <laughs> um, I okay. I was excited because I had been asking for like Hulk stuff for a while. Like, I don't know. I just really like Hulk's character and like. I don't know. I just feel like we just haven't really gone that much into like his story, his background. I didn't even know he, he has a cousin. Mm-hmm. Didn't know that. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that they were cousins in the comments. I knew about She-Hulk, but I, I mean, maybe they just made that. Up. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't. I don't know the comics like that. But mm-hmm. whatever. If they're related, then cool. But it's like we still don't really know much about Bruce, other than the fact that he's just. Hulk. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I feel like I just been waiting for, you know, a little bit more about Hulk and like what he does with his free time or like, you know, even just with she Hulk, it's like she's able to control it so she can go back to living a normal life while still being Hulk, which is crazy. So I feel like I don't know. Kinda intrigued to see what happens. Mm. Yeah, no, I love this first episode. I feel like I would have appreciated them doing the thing they used to do when they would drop two episodes. I feel like I wish they kind of dropped two episodes, especially since this was only a half hour. But um, no, nah, I love the episode. I love the, I love the comedy. I love Jennifer Wal or Walters. Is it Jennifer Walters? Or golly, so much fact checking. Golly, Jennifer, Jen, Jennifer. It's better to be right than to be wrong. I guess, <laughs> but this should get aggravating. Yeah, wow, it's, proud it's Jennifer Walters. Um, I already love her character. Um, I love her friend. Uh, of course, I love Bruce Banner. I love Hulk, and I thought the show was great. I thought the show was absolutely great. The CGI is fine. Like, you know, like, it's it's two big green people. I'm not critiquing it that hard. Like, it's hard to make that shit look real because that shit don't exist. But, um, nah, like, I thought the episode was great. Like I say, I wish I, uh, I wish we got a second episode with that premiere, but I'm very excited to see the rest of the show. It seems like it's going to be really dope. So, I'm excited. And last thing we got right here on the docket is, um, or actually, got a surprise thing before we get to my final topic. Um, we saw Beast today with Idris Elba. <laughs> now, the trailers for this movie are not the best. Honestly, the trailer is just like the first like hour of the movie. <laughs> kind of, yeah. That's what it is. Yeah. And I don't know, man. The trailers made this movie look really corny. I don't know. I feel like the fact that it was simple made it better. The movie or the trailer? The movie. Okay. Like, I feel like we figured what we were getting ourselves into with the trailers, but it's like, you know, they could go completely bananas with this story, and we just don't know. But the fact that it actually was simple as it was in the trailer... Then that made it better. Hell yeah. It's it's really short. 
it's like an hour and a half and it like flies by like when it was wrapping up i was like we're here already mm-hmm. like it flew by um the trailer just makes it seem like a really cheesy b-movie like creature feature which it is a creature feature but it's not corny at all mm-hmm. now of course with creature features like this where it's like man versus blank blah 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 blank Obviously, there's going to be things like really bad exposition. There are some moments where it just feels like it, it, the actors might as well have just stopped, looked dead at the camera, and started telling us the backstory. Because <laughs> it genuinely feels like that. Like characters telling each other things that they should already know. There's a specific character, the oldest daughter of Idris Elba. She makes some stupid decisions in this movie. Like, it gets to the point where every time she was on screen, I was rolling my eyes. Like, she just, oh, she was just awfully written. Um, You know, uh, and movies like this are light on story. So it's just like, you know, I also want to say this, not to spoil it for anybody, but, you know, this movie isn't what I feared it would be. Which is, at the end, it turns out to be some kind of government experiment or a robot or an alien or something like that. And they didn't do any of that dumb shit. Now, I'm not going to say what did happen, but... And what did happen isn't like, you know, the, the cause of everything going on. It doesn't all the way work. It's kind of stupid, but it's not as stupid as it being a government experiment or an alien. (laughs) So, now I fuck with the movie. The movie is genuinely kind of frightening sometimes. Uh, Lots of great tension. There were a lot of moments where I was at the edge of my seat or, you know, I was tapping Vanessa's shoulder like, oh, something about to happen. Um, One thing I admired was, I don't know if you noticed this, a lot of the camera shots were really long takes. And, you know, of course, there were a couple of moments where they'll, like, blend some CG in to, you know, switch to keep it, you know, to make it continue to look like, you know, to hide the edits is what I'm trying to say. I don't know why it's so hard to talk. But, um, no, yeah, a lot of the shots are these really long takes and they work. Um, All the actors were great. Of course, Idris Elba's going to be great. Idris going elbow. Idris is going elbow. So oh, Elba. Like- <laughs> <laughs> That's not his last name. Idris is going to elbow. Elba. Elbow. No. That's his name. <laughs> his name is Elba. Not elbow. Jonathan? <laughs> Please. Oh, man. Nah, this movie was a surprise uh, enjoyment for me. Kind of like Ambulance. It surprised me with how enjoy, enjoyable it was. Yeah, it was just crazy because, like, I don't know. I thought they was just, I was really hoping they didn't do something stupid. Mm-hmm. And, like, they just kind of kept it simple. And they did. So I was grateful for that. Um, like you, how you were saying, the sister was getting on your nerves. She was getting on mine as well because she just kept doing stupid shit. I mean, like I said, sometimes what she did 
kind of helped, I guess. But for the most part, I feel like she just said or did dumb shit. And I'm just like, why? Why? Bro, you're so fucking stupid. Oh, my gosh. We can kind of spoil a little part. No. Get back in the Jeep. Please. Why did you get out of the fucking Jeep? Just stay put. I just feel like... That's that white people shit. You can't be white people shit. You black. You dark skin at that. I just feel like she wasn't... Like, what What did you think you were going to accomplish by getting out? Like, what was the point in that? But whatever. Regardless. Uh, I feel like for the most part, like... You know, it stayed on a pretty straightforward, like, course. Um... It was just trying to escape the gigantic ass lion. I don't know. Oh yeah. There's not really much to really go deep into. Mm. I mean, yeah, they kind of created a story outside of you know the lion and stuff, and you know what his reasoning is, or what it is, or like where did he come from, and then kind of developing a story with uh, Idris's family. And like what their backstory is and how their relationship is. So, I mean, you know, but whatever. We didn't really come to see that. <laughs> we came to see them fight a lion. So I feel like you can pretty much expect how it's going to turn out. Yeah, I thought it was cool. I thought it was really cool. I'm definitely, uh, I don't know if I'm going to go to the theater to see it again. I don't know. That sound design was pretty great. So I might want to experience it in the theater again. But yeah, Beast was great. What would you grade it? Um, I give it a B minus. Mm. Like, I feel like it was good in a sense of like, you know, getting like thrills out of me like especially when they were facing the lion and stuff mm. um like i said like the story i mean personally i feel like the story is pretty you know it's not too out there like you can see a little bit of like idris elba's character and how he feels like you know he failed as a dad and as a husband so I feel like that's interesting. Um, I mean, like, literally, like, the only problems that I have with it are just, you know, just one specific character and her actions. I don't really, like, not like her character. It's just she was doing dumb shit. And I'm just <laughs> like, why the fuck would you do that? And then, you know, how, you know. I don't I don't really know what was going on with like the side villains. I mean, I guess, but whatever. It's fine. <laughs> it doesn't matter. They were there. Cool. But I feel like overall, like I don't know if I would go see it again, but I feel like it surprised me. Like you said, it wasn't too crazy, but it still was good enough going to be. 
Yeah, I liked it a little more than you. Um, I would give it a light to decent B plus. Mm-hmm. I thought it was pretty good. Um, I wouldn't mind watching it again. I thought it was pretty great. So even if there's some logic issues, uh, you know, I don't give a fuck about logic issues. I'm here to watch Idris Elbow beat up a lion. His name is not Idris Elbow. Please. <laughs> Idris Elbow. Idris Got one more topic for you. I kind of been keeping this one from you because um, I wanted to hear your reaction because we've talked about this kind of thing before. So our final topic today is <laughs> got this. I saw this on Instagram and then I had to look it up to make sure it was facts and it's definitely facts. Business Insider has an article that says Joker 2 starred Joaquin Phoenix gets $20 million, Lady Gaga $10 million. The Joker sequel, Joker Folie Adul, which is a French title. I'm not sure what that means. I think it, I don't know. I'm not going to guess because I'm going to be wrong. It's coming to theaters in 2024 and the stars and director are reportedly getting big paydays for the movie. Star Joaquin Phoenix and director Todd Phillips are each making $20 million for the movie. According to Variety, Lady Gaga, who is a new addition to the cast for the sequel, is set to make $10 million. Variety reported. So twenty million to Joaquin Phoenix, twenty million to Todd Phillips, ten million to Lady Gaga. That is fifty million dollars spent on this movie's two cast members and director. The two cast members and the director. I I don't know, man. I just don't understand. We've talked about this before. I will not understand why Hollywood spends so much money on these movies. I don't understand it either. Like, I just don't truly get it. I don't truly get it. Now, they're saying, like, I have saw reports that were saying, like, Joker 2 could be a $150 million budget, which is much more than the first Joker film, which was about 55 to $70 million budget. But you jumped up to $150 million, and 50 of that $150 million is going to the two co-stars, or to, to the two stars and the director? That's nothing going to the editors that are going to put this movie together. That's nothing going to the writers. Not saying that they're not paying them. I'm just saying that that's $50 million that aren't going towards the editors, the writers, the visual effects people, the cinematographers. $50 million just to the stars and the director? That's crazy. That's crazy. I think giving these actors these fucking insane payouts is just unnecessary, if you ask me. It's unnecessary. It's a Joker sequel. The first Joker movie made a billion dollars. If Lady Gaga was only going to accept 10, 10 million, no less, 
You should have found somebody else. Well, we spend money on entertainment more than anything else, so. I guess, but we're still in an age where, and don't let this year fool you because this this summer was a great summer. Like, it truly was. Top Gun hitting over a billion. Jurassic World almost hit a billion. Thor Love and Thunder is at like 730 million or something like that. Um, Minions is quickly approaching a billion. I don't know if it's going to hit it, but it's quickly approaching it. Doctor Strange, 950 million, I think it made. So it's like, it's been a great summer and a great year for films, but we are still in an age where people are going to the theater less. Like, people don't want to go to the movie theater anymore. So it's just like, with them spending more money on the movies, that means that they're going to be raising, you know, the percentage of the ticket that they take from the theaters. Which means not only are the theaters going to have to raise the ticket prices, but they're also going to have to raise the concession prices. Right. So it's just like, which is going to make turn people off because it's going to be too expensive to go and more people are going to stop going. So I feel like Hollywood really needs to stop pouring all this money into fucking... And Netflix... Quit making hundred and something, two hundred million dollar movies. No, because they got games up there now. I seen that shit and almost fucking passed away. I was like, y'all got games, please. Stop. Y'all have games. Stop putting so much effort into things that don't gain you any revenue. They hoping that these games will change something. You know they. You know it's been literally. You know, it has literally been like a reporter's field day with Netflix this year on how many followers they're losing, how many subscribers they've lost. They're trying to do everything that they can. Fam. They said, oh, you, y'all like The Witcher? Y'all, y'all like you? Y'all like all of these shows? Y'all better keep us online. You can only get them here. It's not going to be anywhere else. You sure? Because I thought that was the case with that, with the uh, Marvel shows, but here they are on Disney Plus. Mm-hmm. I, I, I thought that's I'm how. About it, Netflix originals. I thought that's oh well, the originals. They keep canceling the shit that people want to see. <laughs> you right. So, yeah, but anyways, yeah, these movies are way too expensive. Fifty million dollars on the actors. Two actors and a director. You spent $50 million. And you haven't shot anything. You haven't edited anything. None of that has happened. And you've already paid out $50 million. Fair. So, anyway. That's why I got. Anything from you, Vanessa? Um. Nah. 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 <laughs> nah. <laughs> That's all you got. No. <laughs> Look. Can I kick it? Oh my God. All right. We're going to cut it right <laughs> there, guys. No, we are the Keep It 3000 podcast. I am Drew. This is. Yes, sir. And uh, like, we, like we've said a couple times, you know, we talk about basically anything on here. So 
Feel free to comment. Feel free to like. Feel free to dislike if you didn't like it or leave a low-star review, but we prefer a five-star one. And uh, go ahead and write a review. You know, tell them why we're great or tell them why we're trash, whatever you're feeling. Uh, Share the show. Follow us on the socials. Hit us up. Ask us questions or anything you want to do. And we are going to get out of here. Hope y'all have a good week. Night. Night, night. Night.